This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. This is a podcast I created to help all of us on this journey we call life. There's a lot that life throws our way, whether good or bad, and there are so many things we just don't understand. So I sit down with people from all over the world with different backgrounds, different talents, different knowledge, and great advice to help all of us understand life just a little better and apply these tools to our lives to help make us better and happier people. And on this episode, I am happy to have back Brian Andreco, longtime friend, former guest of the show as well. We've done a few episodes, including episode 12, where we talk about setting up an online dating profile for Brian. He had never done that before. So we get into the weeds and talk about online dating and what to expect. So I had to ask for Brian to come back and share his stories of how it went, the pros and the cons, and if he had any frustrations with online dating, and hint, hint, he did. But don't we all? Anybody who's ever done online dating completely gets how frustrating it can be at times. Brian also had the great idea of bringing on his friend, professional comedian, Brittany Brave. And let me say, she made us all laugh the entire episode with her online dating stories and experiences in the online dating world. And funny enough, the night after we recorded this episode, I was made aware of a thread in Reddit that dives into details about how so many of these apps and online dating websites have fake profiles from marketers themselves, the people who actually work for the company, which is pretty disappointing because it seems like you're set up to fail and would also be a pretty big contributor into the frustration that we have all felt in the world of online dating. Now, this is something I can't confirm, so I'll have to look more into this, but honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. This episode isn't all just funny and horror stories the entire time. We actually give some really good advice for people who are looking into dabble into the world of online dating, you know, can't meet people because of COVID, or are currently online dating and just not having much success. I was also very happy to have Brittany on this episode to get a female perspective in the world of online dating. And she gives some great advice in setting up a profile, what's important to women, what women hate when online dating and the messages they get, as well as giving some great advice on the topic of first dates. And just to throw a little teaser in there, not all online dating stories are bad. I spilled the beans on how episode 12 with Brian got me to sign up for online dating and how that led me to meet the girl I am currently dating and in a relationship with. So you'll have to listen to find out those details. But I will say this was one of the most fun podcasts I've ever done. We laugh the whole time. We all have stories to share, and we do have some really good advice. So without further ado, 
Here is Brian Andreco and Brittany Brave. All right, so today we have Brian Andreco, a return guest to third the time returning champs pocket. It's third time already. Yeah, dude. Wow. So it's been on my radar to do this episode ever since we did uh, episode twelve, setting up your online dating profile as you had never done it before. So we are going to follow up to see what your experience was like. Dun, dun, dun. And when, when I, when I got a hold of Brian to do this episode, he recommended his friend, Brittany brave to the episode. Hi. And I said, that's a fantastic idea. I'm really looking to get a female perspective in this journey of online dating. And Brittany, I cannot wait to hear your insight your horror stories, <laughs> your <laughs> pros and cons of online dating. And, you know, we are still recording this through a time of the pandemic. So obviously that will be part of what we discuss and how dating is through the pandemic. Um, but Brittany, welcome to the show. I'm very excited to have you. Thank you for having me. If we cover all my horror stories, we're going to have to splice this up into a 13 part episode. <laughs> I'm telling you, I could have wrote a book by now, a bestseller, New York Times yeah. bestseller. Yeah. So that's my first, um, I guess, piece of advice. For me listening to this is going through horror stories. Write the, write the book. I've been saying that forever, and it's just like I can't remember half of them now. As you go through it, write the book, and we'll all relate. Make some kind of art off of this stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You might as well make some kind of money, too. Yeah. Um, so, Brian, um, I got to mm-hmm. ask, are you currently still online dating? No. I have, <laughs> I have tapped out. Canceled. I did tap out. I canceled my match profile um, right around the end of 2020. Um, it was, and we can go into this. It just got really annoying. And you know, I'm a very positive, optimistic guy. I'm, I'm the hopeless romantic, though. Always looking for that those great opportunities to meet people, and I just felt that. It was getting very diluted. Now, again, Brittany, different than where you are in Miami and New York City, right? I'm sure the pool is a lot bigger there, although that brings its challenges, which we can chat about. But at least here in the Raleigh-Durham area, it was just like as an example, I had I, I dated someone for a, a little bit for, for a month or, or two. Didn't work out. But um, during that time of not being on match and then getting on, you know, in, in December, let's say for a little bit. It was like, I was like, oh, there's like four new people. Okay. You know, it was like, it like didn't change. So I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like you're trying to meet people, but then it starts getting diluted as you go down the path a little bit more. And I can share more of that, but, um, you know, Brittany, I know with your experience, you've been on it for a while, right? I mean, you're coming from a, from a woman's perspective, but it's, it's quite a, uh, a challenging, um, a challenging situation, I guess. Right. Yeah, it is. I also, I just want to go back 30 seconds into when you said, it's really annoying. Listen, guys, I'm an optimistic, positive person full of life. <laughs> By the way, just it's, Brittany, you are a professional comedian, so we will all be laughing throughout this. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. No pressure, Ryan. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> you already got me laughing, so everyone's going to be laughing. But, but that's, that's the Add tell, us though. with us. Well, and, and Britt, what I was going to say, that's the tell. And Ryan can attest to this. He's known me since third grade. Like being very positive and optimistic. If I think it's annoying, then it's really freaking annoying. Um, okay. 
Because as know, a woman because... in dating, I'm always annoyed. So that's the other side of the coin. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's that's what's interesting <laughs> is I think about some of the messages I was getting or the response. I have to imagine it's 10x for you, if not more, in terms of the, mm -hmm. the messages and the childish nature of some of the stuff people are saying, right? Well, real quick, Brittany, before you do it, Brittany, are you currently online dating? I am not, no. Okay. So what was like the last app and or apps that you were using? I would, the last one that I was on was Hinge. Um, okay. So I've, I've tried like all of them just about. I think the only one I haven't is like eHarmony and Match. Those are the only two that I haven't. So I've had okay. these like on and off stints with them since 2000. Uh, I don't know what 11 that feels right something like that um, so it would just be like download see what it's about maybe go on a date whatever delete it and then that's that so the last one that I was on was hinge and I downloaded it at the end of 2019 and then it was at the end of yeah end of 2020 that I think I just resigned myself to like it's not for me any part of it how many times okay. insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results so it's like me continuing to download these apps and or just straight date straight men like either or i keep going back to the same pool and the same thing keeps happening but anyways so no apps for me no, no apps for you so what made no you what made you continuously download um false hope <laughs> <laughs> false false hope and it it started to feel especially in a city like new york like that was the only way you can actually meet people at least in terms of dating culture um and then everyone around you is on them so you do kind of succumb to this like peer pressure and then yeah like you know you can't help but fall for that one success story in a million that you hear where it's like mm -hmm. i've been with my boyfriend for five and a half years he's amazing i met him on tinder then you're like right. oh. Okay, you know, or yeah, and people all have, also I feel like new apps keep coming out. So it was like Tinder, we burned through that. Bumble, we burned through that. Then Hinge was the one that all my friends wouldn't shut up about. They're like, no, it's different. Mm -hmm. It's different. And I was like, no, dude, it's the same church, just a different pew. You know, it's not, yeah. Now you said dating in New York. So I know like... I've listened to your podcast before and, and listened to you. Like you've been in Miami and New York, correct? Yeah, since the pandemic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're so you're dating in New York and Brian and we're both in North Carolina in the Raleigh Durham area. Mm -hmm. I'm super familiar with your dating pool, Brian. Now, Brittany, I am not as familiar with your dating pool, but as Brian mentioned, it has got to be ginormous. Which it is. I also want to know if you guys are Eskimo brothers because you said you're super familiar with Brian's dating pool. Oh, that's a joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how no, familiar, boys? Ever, I'm not. I'm not even going to ask. I hope not. <laughs> we're not that. We're not that good of friends. <laughs> got it. Got. It. But maybe this year. Maybe this is the year. Anyways, I'm sorry, Ryan. I well. cut you off. Well, no, well, you know what's funny about that is, so I have, I, one of my other good friends is currently online dating and he messages me last weekend or two weeks ago. And he's like, oh, I'm hitting it off with this girl right now. Um, you know, maybe we'll go on a double date sometime, blah, blah, blah. I think it was an hour or two later. He messages me. He was like, dude, she said she connected with you <laughs> on hinge. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Of course. Of course. That's so wait, funny. Actually, because... that wait, Wait, that reminds no, that me. Well, I was going to say, that reminds me, actually, Ryan, if you remember, I messaged. So I came across, this is right at the end of December, before uh, I got off match, I came across this girl. I said, oh, she's cute. Kind of, okay, got, you know, maybe some stuff in common. And I was like, and I, and I have a really good memory. So I was like, why does this name sound familiar? This is not the most, you know, like, Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. So I texted Ryan. I said, Ryan, 
is this your ex-girlfriend? <laughs> and sure enough, it was his ex-girlfriend he dated uh, a couple of years back. It's just funny. The dating pool here in the area is really small. Um, and and you start seeing some of the cycles of, of probably same people on it over and over. So what's interesting is the pool is arguably like a lot bigger in cities like New York and Miami. And I can only really speak to New York because I haven't done too much dating in Miami. Um, but I've had that happen in New York. I've so I've. I've had employees and former employees and coworkers and like friends of friends and stuff pop up on the apps. So I think even if New York is like a much bigger pool, I think it speaks to how frequently people are burning through. It's a first date culture in New York. That's just a testament of it that it's like, mm -hmm. it's triple the market, but I'm like, you dated this guy. Right. And I could, there's a good chance. I have a girl in my friend group who's like, yeah, texted with them a little bit, got a drink with them or like, this has happened. So I just think people burn through the options more uh that's crazy i never would have thought yeah. i never would have thought in a city like that that would happen i get in a city like new york where there's so many options i feel like the biggest uh, difficult like the hurdle would be the fact that people feel like the grass is always greener and there's so many options like mm -hmm. do you feel that's the case because there's just that's like yeah that was okay there's a lot more people that's 100% it. And it's just such a like transient city. It's a very inherently selfish city. Like people move there for like the goal, the hustle, whatever the thing is. So like everyone's so painfully self-centered and like on their hustle, on their grind. And yeah, like it's this way with dating. It's this way with everything. Like bailing on friends in New York is like fine. Like it's not an issue that comes up because it's just like, mm -hmm. I actually can't. 18 other things came up grass is greener mentality kind of thing or this is just what i need to do tonight i got out to do a show whatever um so yeah i think it is like it's a lot of like first date you can connect really well in new york but it's like it's like a shot in a bottle or whatever that saying is lightning in a bottle. it's mm. like okay this is great and this felt so intense and great and real and then it's like up oh, the next you know the next day i can meet 200 new people get five new jobs and mm -hmm. you know suck john legend's dick on a roof who knows it's new york baby that's just the kind of stuff that happens, happens. up there i haven't i would like to chrissy the same <laughs> offer goes for you i would suck chrissy's dick as well so hope this isn't a clean podcast because we're here baby so nope, not anymore it's not um, amazing <laughs> amazing the, but my middle name is blowjob um no but uh yeah so not to not to, to get back on track yeah it is a very grass is greener is a thousand percent the new york mentality because it is it's constantly, so for, yeah. for people who are listening, Brittany, you are, you are an attractive female. And I want to hit on something that Brian had said before, where you must get a shit ton of like DMs and or emails or whatever you want to call it. Um, what would you say when you first downloaded the app within 24 hours, how many messages did you get? And like, what were they like? Oh yeah. It's like a, it's a, it's a ton all the time. It's a ton. And they just range from they range from being like bland, like, hey, and you're like, yeah, that's the way to really jumpstart an engaging <laughs> conversation is just, hey, and you could tell that that guy's just swiping till his fingers break and just just wants to like open the door with 200 people and just see what happens. And then, yeah, the other side of the spectrum is some guy telling you he wants to like rub your body down with lavender oil. I, that's a true story. Like literally. I believe like, it. Yeah. And then you're just like. Okay, that's really forward and specific, but sure, I'm available tonight. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, it does. And it's like, it, it's. I have a joke in my stand-up that like, I'm on like the world's worst dating app, Instagram, which is like <laughs> not a dating app, 
But, like, you just get a barrage of shit every day in your DMs, totally unsolicited. And, like, men like to call women crazy, but you people live in other countries and you think this will work. Like, you have men that are like, I would like to fly you to Austin or fly you wherever, like, wherever I am, Canada, blah, blah, blah. Would you do that? I think you're my dream girl. But And you're like, you people call women crazy? Like, what? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but you get desensitized to it. It happens. Like I said, Instagram, you're not even looking for it. You're just building your brand, living your life. You're a comedian. You're a public figure. And you you become numb to it after a while. So then you go back to the dating apps and you're like, yeah, whatever. He's saying something disgusting. Swipe. Like, yeah, that's it. So How many up. DMs do you get on Instagram? Let's say per week. Just okay. random. Uh, it's probably in the like 20s to 30s at this point. Like just wow. from people I don't. Here, I'm pulling up my DMs right now. So I'll, I'll read yeah. some of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is wonderful. I, I'm swear. I said, um, one guy said, hi, sweaty. How are you? And that's like kind of offensive. Um, but I don't know what that one is. I just got that one. Um, I just had a sugar daddy. I have to find it. And he offered me. He said, no touching, no sex. He promises he just wants company from a beautiful young girl. And he said $2,000. So this is, I'm pulling all of them up now. It's like wild. Mm-hmm. You guys might want to talk. I just have to dig them out of the archives. A little bit. Well, actually, so, let me let me interject a question there because that yeah. So for Brittany, for you, and, and obviously this is apropos because I know Bumble's trying to go IPO. Bumble seems like that was the app for women because you could almost put a fence up on what messages you get and what you look at. You take control. Is there you're a the reason first to, to stop? Yeah, you're the first to initiate in Bumble, which yeah, bothers right. which bothered the hell out of me because it was like I'd connect with someone and be like, oh sweet, we have a lot in common. And then they would just let the time tick out and it was like, what the what the hell was that? <laughs> That's yeah, so well, stupid. Because women secretly don't want to do the work. That's really what it is. Like I think, right? Because that's how, like, yeah, like it would put the ball in our court, but we don't want that, really. So I get what you're saying, Brian, that you would think it would give us some sort of like filter or control, but right. we don't want to do the work. Like we're like, that's well, that's annoying. why I asked. I that's wanna, so like, that's yeah. must be. Is that the reason you just you're just like shit? I'm getting like 50 messages in here. I don't have the time to go through and and filter these out even further. Like you have to put in all that work to initiate additional conversation, and all the guys yeah. that do just swipe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I also think okay. our swiping is, um, you guys swipe, uh, from what I've seen from my male friends, I'm not going to loop you guys in on this, but I've seen my male friends and they're very easy and quick to swipe right. I'm not saying you fellows are like that, but they're just like, huh, cute, huh, has a beating heart, huh, has a head, okay, huh, 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 like that's it, like okay, and it doesn't matter like what she does, what's in common, anything like that. Um mm. Women, yeah, I don't, I, I don't personally swipe right. Sometimes it would be nice, like I think Hinge used to orient it with who already swiped right and yes on me, and then I could pick mm-hmm. from there who I open up the conversation. And I'm like, well, that's a you know different because I don't swipe that easily. I'm not, you so, know. Yeah. So Brittany, well, part- I mean, that's oh. Brian. Uh, Brittany, we we touched on something quick about like we have hey we have these weird openers and stuff like that. So from a girl's perspective and obviously your perspective, what is a great opening line to start with somebody on like a dating app? Truly, something that's not a line and is just like something normal you would say to have a conversation with somebody. Like, and I understand what you're saying, and you're using the term opening line because it's the first thing you say. But like, right, I yeah. think that like men have become obsessed with this concept of like the opening line, the line, like how to talk to a woman. 
Like, that's become its own elevated term and phrase. And I think the best way to talk to a woman is talk to them like they're just, like, a human being. Like, mm-hmm. the, the success stories I have are a guy, like, just taking genuine interest in something on my profile. As annoying as it sounds, if he's like, you do comedy, that's really cool. What kind of comedy do you do? That's mm-hmm. it. That That's just, like, normal. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, as opposed to, like... Are you a, are you from Tennessee? You're the only ten I see. Or like I want to <laughs> rub your body with lavender oil. Or like oh my god, thank your mother for the those genetic like like crazy. You're like dude, like where do you go from there? You wouldn't. I would hope you wouldn't talk to girls like this in real. Like here's the thing: is like you feel really confident doing it behind like the barrier of your app but if a guy came up to you at a bar and said thank your mother for those genetics i would throw a drink in your face like you can't like you wouldn't talk to you wouldn't have the balls to actually say that to me at a bar so don't do it like on an app play i hate how people i hate how people change their demeanor and their language and stuff behind a keyboard it's like just be as you would be in normal real life you know yeah, and compliments are nice too, but it's like if we've already swiped right on each other, we don't also don't need to like dote and lay it on. Like, okay, we've already both mutually been like, you're attractive, you're attractive, great, we're on the same page. Now let's just like see if we can hold a conversation together. There's this whole thing where it's like there's a way to talk to a woman. And mm-hmm. I think something happens when men want to sleep with women that like they all of a sudden forget how to have, like have a basic conversation. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> there's a way. I'm like trust me, the quickest way to get what you want is to not act like you're trying to get something. <laughs> just like Yeah. And that's yeah. I mean you just brought up a point too because a lot of guys are on there just to sleep with women, but uh, some guys yeah. are on there for a relationship. You have to set that expectation early as well. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, I want to talk about more about your experience as well. But what I would love to do is kind of cross in and Brittany, maybe you could have given them some tips on what went right, what went wrong from a girl's perspective. So Brian, when you first signed up, what was your overall feeling about online dating? Yeah. I mean, I think I said this on our first episode where we talked about is, you know, I was never going to do online dating. I refused to do it. It wasn't for me. I'm more of a serendipity type person. Um, do you and, feel and, that? Do you feel that held you back at all, or did you let that go when you actually did it? No, I didn't feel it held me back. I think I, you know, one of the reasons I got into it because I was on this guy's trip with a lot of neighbors, and they all, you know, they're good friends. They're married, and and you know, obviously have a, a lot of good things going for them with their relationships. And they're like, hey man, we want you to get you back out there. I said, all right, guys. And then I take my mentality of the whole just get started mantra around kind of getting outside your comfort zone, trying new things. So I said, okay, I said, I'd never do it. Let's try it. Um, let's see what happens because serendipity, quote unquote, I could say, well, maybe that's serendipity because I got on the app and then I meet someone, what have you. So I think that perspective I took was like, all right, I'm going to give it my all. I'll try it and we'll see what happens. And, um, and if it works out great, if it doesn't work out, you know, at least I tried, or at least I, I gave it, you know, the, the, the old college try, as they say. Um, so that's yeah, that was kind of my initial thought going in. And did you get 20 to 30 messages every few days too, or how did that work? I mean, I didn't get 20 or 30. I was getting some <laughs> messages back. I, I think for me where the, um, I think for me where, and again, I was on an older platform. I don't want to throw a match under the bus, but it was a, it's a very outdated platform. Um, if you look at the UI of it, and, and maybe just because my, you know, enjoying technology and simplicity and stuff. I just thought the app was very outdated in terms of how it was built. It it looks like it was built, you know, 15 years ago. And 
that was one of the challenges. So obviously just the interaction and how the messaging work and, and like even how they did their algorithm and stuff was kind of, it was just very outdated. So that was a big challenge of like, you'd message someone and then that, that and Brittany, I'm curious your thoughts on this because you mentioned on your end, right, getting messages and getting a lot of them. What I kind of got annoyed with, I guess, and, and I understand it, but was when you would message uh, girls and you would actually have a dialogue back and forth. And you'd ask a question, you know how it goes, you're kind of playing the, you know, the table tennis back and forth. And then when you got to the point, like maybe after a, a few questions or a week or so of kind of back and forth, I was like, hey, this is, this is pretty good. Hey, let's jump on like a video call or a, a you know call, like through match, you can make a call there or whatever. Hey, let's, let's jump on. And then crickets. And mm. to my point, I'm like, okay, well, that's a tell. I'm, I'm glad that happened quicker than it did. But the reality is, I was, it was kind of like the scratch of my head. It was like, why would you waste time over the last few days or week messaging back and forth, interacting with me, and then not want to have a phone call? It, it seemed like the next the, the next step to, you know, I look at it from like a sales funnel standpoint, like you're qualifying um, the opportunity here as you go down. But um, I don't know why. So that was one of the big things was like you'd get in these conversations or, you know, these texts back and forth. I'm listen, and, and both of y'all know this. Um, I like to talk. I like to have conversation with people. I like the connection. I'm not big on texting. I'm not big on the the back and forth. So like, that's why after a few days, I'm like, hey, can we chat? Let's just see. Let's just figure it out. If, it, if it's a fit, great. If not, hey, no hard feelings. That's why we're on here. We're trying to figure it out. Well, you should so. do that. That's the quickest way you can find if you have chemistry and good conversation is get off the text and give a phone call or do like a Zoom call or FaceTime. Right. And, and that's how I look at it, especially during the, the pandemic, you know, that was obviously you get, and that's one of the challenges too with the pandemic, because yes, you're not going out as much, so it's a great way to meet people. However, that also brings more people into the mix. There was a great analogy. We'll see if it, if it works or if it flops, but you know, the Tim Ferriss show, I listened to a lot. And one of the things, Tim was talking with some about this, but like, and they were talking in terms of like the the the, uh, the the capital riots and those type of things. But like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago in like a small town of a couple hundred people, you had like the one crazy person, like everyone knew they were crazy. Um, and as the populations grow, now we have 7.8 million people, right? <laughs> that exponentially grows. So the same thing mm -hmm. goes for people in online dating is you have people with good intentions as we're talking about, you know, I have good intentions, Ryan, you have good intentions, Brittany, you have good intentions, but there's also exponentially more people, especially because of the pandemic that are just on there to either hook up or just because they're, um, maybe they're, they're bored. I don't know. There's a lot of different things. So I can go down the avenue of that, but that's my perspective on it. I don't know if that's a good I analogy I think it's very sexist of you to just assume that because I'm a woman, I have good intentions. Okay, Brian. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a fair, okay. that's a fair point. How how do you know I'm not on those apps just to slam some dick and ruin a life? <laughs> and then when I'm you know, done with I you, I'm moving know, on to your brother. That, Brittany. I don't know okay? that, Brittany. Just because I'm but a woman I know doesn't you. mean... I know yeah. you, Brittany. No, I don't even know me, Brian. Why do you think I do comedy? No. Uh... <laughs> no, Brittany, you would have accepted that $2,000, right? Yeah, I, well, I thought about it. It was in the, I mean, listen, timing is everything. Everyone always says that. And he did offer that in the middle of a pandemic when my industry collapsed. And I was like, that's no joke. 
That's no joke. I'll send you some feed pics and call you daddy. Let's go. Like, whatever. <laughs> um, so Brian brought up like a couple. So I agree with you. Like, I think I see your point where you're like, you're chatting. And at some point, the conversation has to like elevate. Right. And like the nice middle ground, especially in a pandemic is, OK, if you want to be safe, how about we just video chat or FaceTime or have a phone call so that we we know, do we invest in this further or in a pandemic? Is this person worth leaving the house for and like seeing in person. I think it's like the, the reason why the apps are so frustrating is because you have like incongruencies on two levels. Like one is the basic one. What is everybody looking for? And you can technically use these apps for anything, right? Like you can use the apps to get laid one night. You can use the apps to try and find your soulmate. Everyone's going to run the spectrum. Then number two is like everyone has a different relationship with the apps. Like you can break that down even further where you have someone who's like, like, okay, you want, you want to seek genuine connection. You're interested in building a partnership with somebody. Like you want to like have those conversations and connections in person. Somebody might have technically the same intentions, but like a different priority on it might, might not take the apps as not that you take the app seriously, but like might not take the apps as seriously and might log on once a week. And like, and okay, and swipe and what, like I know people who swipe religiously and I know people who like feel really lonely. And like you're in two different mindsets from when you're like swiping religiously, swiping to get laid, multiple mindsets, or like or you're feeling particularly lonely. And like, that's a completely different mindset. You're feeling lonely, you just had three glasses of wine, like you're swiping and talking differently too. So I totally get it, but I think that's why the apps, again, I'm not a fan and they're extra frustrating is because some people are texters, some people aren't. Some people check those apps daily and really want to like scan a profile. Other people swipe and don't think twice about it. So while you're like, it makes sense for us to video chat, that girl might be like, oh, I was just on here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, maybe she wasn't as receptive to that connection as possible that you know yeah and and that's fine and that's the well that's the challenging part because it is you're just meeting someone through text it's like you know back in the old aim days like you're just messaging and you don't have that that face-to-face again you didn't meet them out anywhere so they can just go away and it's like okay who cares about this guy and which is again i'm fine with it because that tells that that shows your hand and that's like you're not on the same page Right. right. Not a big yeah. deal. Right. It's just more of like the, I imagine folks that are on online dating apps all the time and have to go through that. That could be frustrating. My big, I guess my big, um, and, I, and I'll, I'll throw it back to y'all because I'm basically your, your perspective on this. My big challenge, and this is just, I think, from under, understanding what social media is doing nowadays to us. I really think a lot of these apps are just preying or feeding on the lonely. Right. They're creating mm-hmm. these, these, these institutions that are just like, I mean, think about what we're talking about with Bumble, right? It expires after 24 days. Well, hey, how do we get more people on the app? Well, you have to go on the app every single day to actually see those connections. So it makes you actually log in, makes you connect with the app. The more that you're on it, you're gonna, it's gonna become a habit and you're gonna do it more and more. So I think a lot of these apps are trying to make money off of folks that are lonely, maybe they're busy with a lot of stuff and they seem like it's an easy outlet to, you know, find love or, or whatever connection. So that's my other challenge with it. That's a whole nother rabbit hole. But I'm curious y'all's thoughts on that of like a lot of these apps are designed to get a lot of people in. 
and let them filter back and forth. You'll have the, you know, Ryan, you can share your success story getting on match with your, your current girlfriend, if you're willing to share that, um, that you met there. But a lot of folks, I would say, I don't know what the success rate is. I have to imagine it's a very, very low percentage of success. Yeah, there's a quick turnover. It's like a quick... I will say, yeah, like I, I can't speak to Match and eHarmony and I do and I do know that those are designed differently and they seem like as if they're designed a little bit more for like genuine connection. Like I think you'd be the outlier if you got on Match.com and you were like, anyone want to fuck tonight? Like, you know, <laughs> like somebody would be like, that's not the energy like of this. Um, but I, yeah, to your point, I, I do think they prey on the lonely. Cause, like, I'm not going to lie, at least when it comes to like Tinder, Bumble, OkCupid, like those three... Maybe not Hinge. I don't know. I still haven't figured out where Hinge falls. But those three, all my friends and all the people that I know that burn through and are on them and are constantly, constantly, are also coincidentally the loneliest people I know. Like, they're going through a breakup. They're not in a good spot. They're, like, sexually deviant. They're all over the place or whatever. And, like, yeah, because it's just, they're just burning, burning through. And it just preys on them because it's just constant, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So Brian, to hit on your, you know, point, like, yeah, they're designed obviously to get people on it to make money. Bumble just literally went public today. Their goal is to make money. Um, but Brittany, so something Brian and I have run in here to here in Raleigh is the fact that you just like different platforms like match and bumble and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. There are different designs of different platforms. It's amazing how many people use all of them at once. Mm -hmm. So someone could be on Tinder on bumble on hinge and on match. You'll see them in so every much. single one. Yeah. And yeah. it's hard to, and like you said, like if you're on Tinder, you have a better idea what you're looking for. If you're a match, you think you do, but you're like, well, I just saw them on Tinder and it's the same people over and over and over again. And this yeah. is such a smaller dating pool than you have. So it's like, Oh my God, you can cross off nine out of 10 people almost like immediately. <laughs> I don't know how people multitask like that. Like between already like day-to-day -day email, text, other modes of communication, and then you have all of these apps. Yeah, like I, that's like oversaturating yourself. Mm -hmm. Like it's It's like, casting a wide net. That's what people are thinking. I'm going to cast the widest net and I, I should be able to catch one fish. That's, and I, I don't think that are. they see that there's no return on investment there though, because the wider the net you cast, you're leaning into breadth, not depth. And you mm -hmm. think you're upping your options, but it's it's physically, mentally impossible to actually build connection with that because you're it's sensory overload between like the mm -hmm. people you already know in your life, your regular social media, and then you're trying to build connection on 18 different apps. Like you're just you're not going deep with anything, and of course you're gonna come up empty and be like, oh that wasn't like I didn't I'm not really feeling anything with anybody. It's like no, because you're splitting your attention 200 different oh, yeah. ways. So oh, yeah. obviously you're having zero, like do one thing and do it right kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a big believer in that. And so I wanted, Brittany, I wanted to, on more of a kind of a positive note, I guess you can say, is my previous episode with Brian was about setting up his profile. Mm -hmm. I gave him some tips. I thought they were very valid tips. I think they were good tips. I think they work for him. From a female perspective, what should Brian and or any male be looking to include yeah. in i'm not going back on the dating app so this is for everyone else this is okay <laughs> so for everyone else who's listening i'm going to start with the don'ts if you don't mind i know you want this to be a positive but th this is ultimately <laughs> a positive okay yes yes no 
No one wants to date your car, so no one cares about your car. Please no photos of your car. Like, guys do this all the time, and I'm like, am I dating your Honda? Like, I don't care. It's not the 1980s. I don't know about you guys, like, what you, but, like, it's not, I feel like in the 80s, women cared about, like, what car he drives. And, like, now we're like, whatever. Um, I've seen a lot of men with photos with fish. I don't know why. Like, that's enough. <laughs> Like, yes. are you trying to show that you're a good hunter-gatherer? Like, we'll put that to the test on the app. That's enough. Um, like, weird photos. Also, like, photos with your boys. Like, I need to know which one is you. Like, if it's constant photos of your friends. So I'll start there. Um, mm -hmm. I think you have to treat it like your regular social media. Like, you just have to try and show a range. I think you should try and show the things that are important to you. And I also think that if you're going to put it on your profile, it's kind of fair game that somebody can ask about it. You know, like, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. be comfortable speak. post the things that you're comfortable speaking to, like things that are conversation starters. You don't need to try hard, but if like I do do comedy, obviously there's a photo of me doing stand up, but when I had the apps, like, cause that's a, that's a gateway. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like if I, if I did travel somewhere, if it is a funny photo of me doing something. So, I mean, I think it's like, you know, people are going to like you for you. They have to connect with the real you. And I understand it's like synthetic and it's behind a phone and a computer. But like, I don't know, this person has 4.2 seconds on your profile. What do you want them to know if that's all they got from you? Like that's, mm -hmm. yeah, what's important. Is there you? any one or two things that would make you stop on a profile and think twice and connect with somebody? Like, can, like connect in a good way? Yeah, connecting to like, okay, I like that. Is there any advice you can give someone out there like creating a profile? Be like, think about including this or something like this. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think I like, I do like when people are like creative and funny. Um, I think that's, I think when people, I actually get attracted to people who like, can, you can clearly tell they don't take the app seriously either. Or like they, mm -hmm. they like can kind of poke fun at the apps and they have some sort of realism with it. Like that'll attract me. Like they're like, they, like I've like bonded with people who are like, this sucks. I'm like, this sucks. Hi. Like, you know, like, and it like kind of like breaks the tension a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I don't know, just like dick pics. Like, just show me what you're working with. Just show, no, I'm kidding. Just put so, that right out there. Just put it out there. We just want to know. No, I, um, I don't know. Just, just be, I don't be yourself. Be, be yourself. I know that sounds very. Authenticity light. is number one for me. That yeah. was the first thing I was looking for is be authentic. Yeah. You guys want to be able to sniff that out immediately. If there's too many photos mm -hmm. of you partying, what are you trying to, okay, we got it. Like you party, yeah. you're going through a break. There's too many photos of you. Like, I don't want selfies, like you're vain and you're that kind of guy who just like, you're all body, no brain. Like nobody wants that either. So like, but then again, like maybe that is that person being authentic and they're just not for me. So whatever yeah. it is, yeah. just like, yeah. There's your, you. red, there's your red flags for you. Yeah. And now yeah. Brian, so Brian, when, we're talking about setting up profiles. What was maybe some hardships or some things you constantly ran into when you were looking at women's profiles when online dating? Well, I think it goes back to probably some of the things Brittany said. I mean, I think the good things I like was when someone was, uh, you know, you can clearly tell when someone's articulate, when they're like, they took a little time to actually write their profile. They didn't write one sentence and, you know, have one photo that's blurry, you know, and, and they're in the background, <laughs> yeah. that type. You could tell those folks like, okay, they're obviously not taking this seriously or they're maybe they don't care again. Maybe they're on maybe, five or it's fake and, or it's legit a fake or profile. It's, or yeah. it's fake. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's one of the points. But I think it's you know you can clearly tell like someone like okay they have a few pictures on here, they have some genuine story in their um, in their profile. Now again, I only have Match.com. I'm 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 working with a small sample set here. I know there's other apps out there, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I kind of looked at of like what was at least promising to say. All right, this person it makes sense to at least send them a message. Could could be a fit, you know. Now, Brian, one thing I remember mentioning to you in our first um, conversation about this was, Brittany, we live in the Bible Belt. I don't know if you're super religious or what your thoughts are, but I remember Brian, I said, Brian, I know how you think I know what your faith is and or what isn't. Be honestly prepared for what you're about to see. And Mm -hmm. I believe you proved me correct, right? Right, Brian? Yes, you were correct. <laughs> Why did you just speak like you were on trial? Like you were like, yes. Like Ryan was your yes, lawyer, your and you're like, yes, Your Honor, yes. that is correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were correct there. Um, and by the way, perfectly fine. People have their mm-hmm. their religious beliefs, and um, and some want to put them out there. Some are looking for their, you know, their soulmate to walk down that path of, um, toward toward Christ or or whatever they want to do. Again, no. Uh, no issues with that at all, uh, but it, there was a lot of that. So that obviously, you know, you're you're canceling them out of the conversation because they're like, well, there's definitely not going to be a fit here. Because um, I remember talking to you about like, you know, I think we're in the same kind of like religious beliefs. We both we both grew up Catholic, Brittany. We both actually like kind of went to the same church growing up, but since then we've kind of like maybe I don't want to say deviated, but we, we're we're searching for something and answers. We're not super religious at all mm-hmm. you and guys I, give me altar boy vibes for sure yeah. <laughs> oh, really? i was an altar boy <laughs> i knew it go. brian i can read you like a book i got it <laughs> the bible if you will yeah <laughs> brian's very authentic and genuine right um <laughs> but no so i remember telling brian i was like listen man like the dating pool is small as it is I'm, i was very interested to get his his perspective on it because i was like when I joined Match with Brian because of our episode, and I was like, here we go. The dating profile is going to be – it's our, or the dating pool is already kind of small as it is, let alone there's going to be a lot of um, religious, very religious people. Like I said, that's fine. It's just not for myself, and it's not for you, Brian. And, Brittany, I have two dogs that have a very high prey drive, so cats are out of the equation. So there mm-hmm. goes eight out of ten people – like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, who is actually somewhat attractive, has a career, <laughs> and will <laughs> respond to a message. And we're down to like one out of a hundred there. So mm-hmm. Brian, I was I was just kind of curious to see how your experience was when like searching through profiles. Yeah. But again, that goes down to the whole, you know, if you start off, let's say at, I don't know, give it like 700 people right within a you know, whatever. I'm not driving an hour and a half. So let's say it's within a, a 20, 30 mile, you know, radius or something like that. Well, you see it to your point, you start narrowing it down when you get to obviously, you know, you, you want to be somewhat attracted to them, you would think, right? Or did they have some things in the profile that make sense? You know, you start looking at those things and um, you dwindle the pool pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. For sure. Nope. Yeah. And then going back to the folks that don't respond to messages and you know, maybe they're not active on there. Now you start really start dwindling the pool. So that's where, like I said, for for me, I have no issues with online dating for people that want to do that, that feel that's best for them. It just wasn't for me. So I had a, call it a three, you know, a three month run with it, um, was active on it. But uh, 
it just after you know after the the analysis the data analysis test that i did for three months uh it was a it was a no-brainer to uh to cancel it and, and not do it again so there's there's a topic i want to hit on here in, in just a second but first i want to like i, I want to touch on how like i have it's been 45 minutes so far on this podcast and i haven't brought up the fact that actually match was a freaking success for me which is crazy because i have been in the same boat as both of you download the apps this is freaking frustrating delete download frustrating delete not doing this again a year later i'm downloading the app and it's the same thing over and over again so i actually believe it or not because of our conversation uh, that we had a few months ago was like all right brian i'm going to download match with you we're going to do this and we're going to do a Mm follow-up podcast which is one of the reasons that we're doing this right now and Honestly, I had a freaking success story and I, f- and I feel like I won the lottery because it is so freaking hard. And I feel like it is like Brittany, you said, it's all about timing. It's getting the right person needs to be on there and the right time you need to connect. And, you know, you guys could you could have like a really good relationship with somebody who just deleted their account two days prior. You're like, mm-hmm. like I, you'll never know. Um but yeah, I ran into somebody's profile who was very authentic. We had a lot in common. And so I messaged her. We hit it off from the second that I messaged her. It was it was a real connection. And what was even funnier, I want to talk about first dates here in a moment, was I remember telling Brian, it was in October, I think our conversation was. So Brian was asking me about first dates. And I was like, just keep it easy. Do a fun activity. Don't sit at dinner for three hours and you guys are running out of things to talk to. Do an activity. Keep it fun. And there's no reason to spend 100, 200 bucks either. So I remember telling Brian, I was like, you know, if things go well and you meet somebody, maybe go to like a pumpkin patch or just get pumpkins and be outside or whatever, right? So go freaking figure. A week after that, I connect with this girl. And we were talking for a few days and she's like, do you want to go to the pumpkin patch and go get pumpkins? <laughs> and I was like, this is freaking great. She had no idea this podcast even existed. <laughs> and I was like, you got to be kidding or so me. she told you. And so she told, I, I believe because I didn't bring that up. And I was like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Um, but yeah, like kind of like the rest is history. And not to go on a little bit of a tangent here. She, um, I met her a week before Brian knows my my dog, my best friend of 15 years, Coda, passed passed away. And in a weird enough way, I feel like going through something that was that terrible put me in a mindset where I didn't take the dating so serious because I was so focused on something else that was honestly like hard for me to deal with. So I it put me like... I took the, the pressure was off. I was focusing on something else. And honestly, it gave her the opportunity to show who she was and be authentic and caring. And to me, that spoke to me more than anything else. I was like, wow, this girl has an amazing heart. And just to kind of like point out the fact that you said like be authentic and show kindness. Kindness is just huge. And she took advantage of that situation. And I feel like if something like that ha- had not happened, who knows, maybe the conversation would have gone awry or something like that. But the, that authentic personality of showing who she really was, was so amazing. And God forbid, I hope no one else has to go through something like that to see that. But I'm just saying like, take advantage of opportunities to show who you really are and your kindness behind that. 
Um, but I just want to give her a shout out, Kristen. Thank you. You're awesome. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how the hell she knew about the freaking pumpkin patch thing. That is so funny. That's still just, just meant to be. That's what I that's, see with that. I yeah, think that's, that's time. I, I get hippy dippy with that, but I'm all, all like, that's like a synchronicity timing meant to be lost and then somebody comes in all that kind of stuff and i think that's what keeps people like on the apps too is that it's like you know we like to be like the apps are trash and there's only crazies and they're like this and like that but it's like but like there are good people seeking authentic connection you're never going to fully get rid of them like look at the three people here who all went into the app like Mm -hmm. all right we might be gravely outnumbered but It ex- it exists. You're gonna find that right. one person who's like, hey, yeah, and and, and yeah. approaches them the same way you do, yeah. And and try not like you said mindset before. Like one thing I wrote down was like try not to be so jaded and frustrated if you are gonna be on this because you're bringing like an L into the date before it even starts because it. <laughs> Yeah, it, you do get easily frustrated with this. Trust me, we all do. So maybe that's time to step away. You know, when yeah. you start bringing that attitude mm-hmm. to it. That's why I'm not on them either, because I just kind of resigned myself. I was just like, I, I don't, and it's okay. It's not for everybody. Just like how some people don't like to go to bars to meet people. Some people don't like mm-hmm. doing, I just think it's not my mode of connection. And I, I can't see myself re-downloading it at this time and approaching mm-hmm. it the way I should. Like, in the way I, like, with an open mind, I could see it burning. And I think, like, fate's going to come down to it regardless. Like, the person you're meant to be with, if you meet them on an app, that's how you were supposed to meet them. You know, mm-hmm. if you meet him at the yeah. bar, that's how you were supposed to meet him. Like, yeah. Now, Brittany, I remember when I was telling the story just a second ago when I was talking about, like, the don't do a dinner for three hours, blah, blah, blah. What is your, from a female perspective, what is your idea of a really good first date? Low-key, low stakes. Like, really easy. I mean, and listen, mm-hmm. that's me personally. Like, there are girls that want the romanticism and the, and the big hole to do. I've had friends... I've had friends make fun of first dates that I've gone on, like at dive bars or playing darts or arcades, and they're like, "Hey, heck, you do an arcade?" Like, and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, so you want a five hundred dollar dinner or whatever? The he- I don't want that. Like, that's mm-hmm. for me. Um, like, yeah, I I think that we put so much pressure on the first date, and we put so much pressure on that to like, all right, everybody, put your best foot forward. Don't say anything weird. The pressure's on you guys too, especially in straight hetero situations. Like the pressure's on the guy, like to like mm-hmm. woo her, outdo it, drop hundreds of dollars, like whatever. And like, like yeah, I agree with you. I think it's not needed, and I think the more modest you go into it, like what's something just like fun and easy, and let's not make this a grand thing. Um, yeah, then no matter how it goes, you're. you're less let down and you also don't get your hopes up that much because it is just like it's also easier it's just easier to get to know some from my perspective it's easier to get to know Mm -hmm. somebody on a walk or at an arcade i my one and only date i've ever actually went on and it was a guy i was consistently seeing from hinge he was my my one success story obviously didn't work out long term but like he loved restaurants and he worked in the restaurant business and every date was like a 300 dollar dinner and i was like i don't it's wonderful. It's not for me. And also, like, I was like, financially, I can't reciprocate that. So, like, that's your idea mm-hmm. of a date. My idea of a date is, like, take out, split a bottle of wine, and watch Netflix. Like, that's, like, you know. But, like, that's how he likes to date. That's how mm-hmm. he likes to, you know. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I think, like, diffuse the pressure from the first date a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't make it such a, like, I'm going on a first date and I'm meeting somebody. Just be like, let's walk in the park. Let's just see. 
what happens. The way I yeah. the way I see it is if you really like somebody, the key goal to me was at least have fun because you want to be around somebody you have fun with. If you have fun yeah. with them on the first date, you're going to want to see them again. You're going to want to have fun again. You know, if you had a long week, yeah. it's, I want to go enjoy this person's company. Have that, fun. That's how every one of my male friends have fallen into their committed relationships. Like like men are awesome like that. Like you're just like, yeah. I just had a really good time with her. And then I was like, I want to do that again. And yeah. do that again. And then before I knew it, I guess she's my girlfriend. <laughs> like it's just so, like. So yeah, I yeah. get that. And yeah. I feel like from the guy's perspective, Brian, you can speak on this, is mm-hmm. I feel like because it is our, quote unquote, our job to woo you, we feel like we're in competition with everybody that you've connected with. So we have to, you know, I got to spend the extra 50 to $100 at a really nice restaurant and get her a bottle of wine and champagne or whatever. And it's just sometimes that just goes the opposite way of what you're hoping for, I guess. Yeah, see, I don't look at it like that. See, I take a different perspective. My my philosophy is like, if it's a fit, we'll know it's a fit. Mm-hmm. And I, I've taken the approach definitely, and I've and definitely learned this a little bit more through kind of my you know ups and downs. You know, my uh, you know my obviously you know marriage and divorce and and some girlfriends I had and stuff. One of the things I learned, and and I kind of got this from uh, Mark Manson. Um, and uh, you guys know probably you know, the subtle art of, mm-hmm. of not giving a fuck and stuff. And, uh, but it's kind of the fuck yeah or no, like that's how I vet relationships or people. It's mm-hmm. either fuck yeah, like this is unbelievable or no, there's no in between. So if I don't, if I'm not even getting the vibe, like it's like, yeah, this is okay. Nope, I'm done. So like for me, I don't need the warm body. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a deep connection and for for a long-term partnership is how i look at it so for me it's not and again i may be different i may be the minority in in this example but that's how i look at it it's like i don't need to like message fifty thousand people or swipe everyone or whatever it's really that if this person kind of does it let's keep going if not hey no big deal not everyone's a fit um so let's move on in part ways and that's how i look at it at least See, I feel like that's the best way to look at it. This is a relationship in your possible life in your future, not just what you're going to have for lunch, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like if it's a bad lunch, you know, so be it. But this is, yeah, this is, it could be serious who you spend time with. Um, Brian, I'm curious, what, how many first dates did you have and what did you learn from them? I had a couple. I had a couple. Uh, <laughs> that's I think two. Come on, Brian. Brittany, I want you to, to play commentary on this. I think this two. is... Great. But I learned exactly. Go ahead, Brett. Go ahead, Brett. (laughs) Brian's answer for what he wanted was like so beautiful and genuine. He's like, I want a deep connection and stable partnership. And I'm like, listeners are probably like, is that Brittany? Did her voice just get really deep? (laughs) (laughs) I know that's what you want too, Brett. Um, Maybe. I I can't lose my street cred. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you got a persona out there, you know, you got to, uh, hold up to So mm-hmm. now the, uh, the reality is the, the first date, I mean, like I said, I had two of them, um, went fine, but the similar, similar thing, what I just mentioned, it's just like, um, just not a, not a fit or if I didn't see a fit. Right. And now one of the people I did date for a little while, um, but didn't work out and which is fine. But at the end of the day, it's kind of going into it, that mentality of like, this is either gonna be awesome or 
just not the right thing. Because I don't, I got a lot of other stuff I'm doing. I got a, I got an eight and a half year old. I got other projects that are, that are fun for me. Um, there's things that are important in my life. I want someone that's, you know, I want to spend time with. I don't, as I mentioned earlier, I don't just need a warm body. So I need, I, I need someone that I want to spend time with. And what did you do for your first dates? I got to ask. Um, one of them, one of them grabbed uh, coffee and walked on the uh, tobacco trail. Um, and one of them was, uh, well, one of them it was supposed to be a coffee, but it turned into like a, a quick meal um, just because of the, the timing. It was like a Sunday mm-hmm. night. So nothing, nothing major, kind of low key like you guys were talking about. Would you do anything different? Uh, no, because I'm happy sitting where I am today and where I'm at in life. So, no, I wouldn't. So, would you do that? No, no, but would you do that first date idea again? Or was it like, eh, that wasn't, that didn't go well? I'm going to apply No, I thought, a they, I thought they both went fine. Yeah. No, no, uh, I mean, just I could analyze it. it up and down the board, but it just, mm-hmm. just, uh, I, I think that's a good, if someone's looking for an approach, yeah, go grab a coffee or go for, depending on your location, happen to be, and where we're at, where, you know, we have a really cool, uh, with the tobacco trail and stuff and, um, it worked out. So like, it just depends where you're at in your location. But I think those are very low key opportunities. I will say that if it's not fuck yes, it's no is very true. Like, and I just mm-hmm. think that a lot of people waste time in dating, um, by just waiting to see if something's going to turn around or it's just magically going to work out or he's going to want to commit or she's going to want to commit or whatever. When like, if it's and also if it's not like it, there's so many people that land in situations where like girl I, I feel this for girls not to call girls out a little bit but we do land in these situations where we convince ourselves that it's fuck yes for us and then we're waiting around for months for like a guy to like come around or want to commit and then we try to tell each other like well if it's not fuck yes for him it's no like if he wanted to be in he'd be in and it's sometimes it's also seeing that like you don't want to be with someone who's not fuck yes about you. So if they're not mm-hmm. fuck yes about you, you're really not fuck yes about it. <laughs> like you're not like, this is not a fit at any, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that is true. It's like, you have to have enough else going on and like distracting you or keeping you busy to where you don't start to land yourself in these situations where you're either settling or, or you're back and forth with such a waste of time when you just mm-hmm. have to be like, when you know, you'll know one way or another, like you're either going to know this is it. And then, you know, it's worth investing in, or, you know, it's not. And that's okay. Just like detach and move on. But yeah. Well, and I think too, I, I think what it comes down to, and this is probably for a longer, deeper podcast uh, conversation, but I think what it comes down to is and I think all three of us are probably in a similar boat like this. So I'll, I'll speak on that level. I'll make a blanket statement is that if you're independent and you have things that are going for you in your life, you're looking for another person that is on a parallel path that is also independent. And then there's some overlap later on in the future. What I feel like, and this is where I not went wrong in past relationships, but I could kind of have some self-awareness was that I kind of needed them. It was almost like, they were they were adding the, that value of like I didn't I wasn't secure with myself and didn't have that self love where I kind of needed that piece of them. So when you do break up, it hurts so much. Instead of the no no no, we're both have our independent lives, and then there's some overlap which makes it awesome. That's how I look at it at least now. Way different than I did even a few years ago. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Oh yeah. In my twenties, I just wanted a boyfriend. I just, I just was like, I just wanted a boyfriend. I just wanted somebody to commit. I was like young and like wrapped, wrapped up with the idea of being in love. And then yeah, that is how you end up in bad 
sometimes toxic situations mm-hmm. or you go through breakups that take you out of the game and off your game for months at a time. Um, yeah, and it's just an entirely, yeah, it is an entirely different perspective because you you don't realize that you were in it because you felt like you needed it, not like you mm-hmm. you wanted it. And yeah, good partnerships don't start based on I need and this. And I feel like... I'm, in your 20s, I feel like there's some, like, societal pressure, too, to be like, oh, by the time I'm 30, I better be married and maybe have a kid. Sure, or something yeah. Like that. And, and yeah. I feel like that's just, one, that's terrible to put pressure on yourself like that. And, two, like, thank God I didn't get married in my 20s because I am so much better now in my 30s. So I'm, I know what to look for. I know the questions to ask, um, which obviously cuts through the BS a hell of a lot faster. Um but yeah, I know we have to. I know we have to wrap this up. Oh, oh man, I wish I could keep you guys. We'll have to come back on and do this again. Part two, part two, part two. I'm definitely down for a part two. Brittany, I would, I would actually love to have you back on, and we'll talk about your comedian history and your future in that category. I would, that would love be very that. talented comedian. Awesome. Very talented yes. comedian. So Brittany, Brittany, Thank so you. for the people who are listening, where can people find you and hear your comedy sketches? Um, at Brittany Brave on Instagram and Brit Brave on Twitter. I'm just Brittany Brave on all of it. Don't DM Everything. her, people. No, no, 3, please. 000, at least three thousand. Well, at least three thousand dollars for a lotion, right? Please, <laughs> at, at least it might be five k now, depending on everything. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, please DM me. Give me material. Give me screenshots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it so we can do another podcast. We'll do a part exactly. two. Exactly. So yeah, actually, yeah. I'm gonna take that back. DM her, please. Yeah. Uh, and Brian. So Brian, if, in case you all don't remember from our first episode, you're the host of the um, Just Get Started podcast and so where can people find you brian yeah my website's probably best brianondraco.com b-r-i-a-n-o-n-d-r-a-k-o.com at uh, instagram twitter probably the best at brianondraco but um you know i I toy around online a little bit but um probably my website's best toy online a little bit but not on the online dating anymore (laughs) not on the online dating nope he takes calculated risks people very happy about it yeah (laughs) <laughs> well both thank you so much uh, you can find me at the pursuit of happiness podcast on instagram and brian you're going to be helping me build my website sooner or later i'm getting a website i'm going to put all this data up yeah. there i will put uh links for both of your guys's uh, websites and on my profiles in the link um in, in the post so guys thank you so so much and Brittany, like i said i'm gonna have you back on i'll send you an invite soon let's do it let's awesome. do it yeah, this everybody stay fun. It was. Stay safe, everyone. And I hope we I hope we shared some laughs today. I'm sure people can definitely relate. And if there, we got a little piece of advice in there for you to, to help you online date, then I'm happy about that. But I guarantee you laughed. Great. Thanks so much, guys. Once again, a big thank you to Brian Andreco and Brittany Brave. Please check out their links and follow them in the show notes. And also thank you for listening to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I ask that you just take a moment, follow me on Instagram at the Pursuit of Happiness podcast and subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. I really appreciate it. And there's some more amazing episodes on the way.